Hello, this is Deborah Trapin, and this is another Fire Up Chat. Today, we have the fabulous Sarah Schnell Jones in the studio for a check in. Hello. So, um, as I love to read the Twitter bios of our guests, here we go. Here is Sarah's is urban real estate broker and queen bee at Bamboo Realty, Ethiopia adoptive mom, yoga diva, sports enthusiast, avid foodie, and CU Buffs alum. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a lot in 140 characters or less, Sarah. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm definitely excited about it. Awesome. Well, it is almost exactly a year from our last chat. Can you believe that? A year? Wow. Yeah. Time flies. It really does. So when you were in the studio last time, you had Miss Portia for a year mm -hmm. and you were just getting ready to jump on a plane to go pick up Binium, correct? Yes. So last August, I flew to Ethiopia uh, the very last week of the month and I met Binium for the first time. Um, it was not to finalize the adoption. It was just to spend some time with him. So I actually had to put him back in the orphanage. Um, and then I went back in October to actually finalize the adoption and bring him home. Oh, that is so amazing. And of course, if anybody follows you on social media, they have seen those beautiful nuggets a million times because mm -hmm. their faces are so cute. Yes, oh they're so goodness. cute. And Portia is getting so tall. Yes, what? I feel like she's growing up and Binium is growing out. <laughs> so I have like the opposite problem. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, linebackers can be shorter and bigger, right? Mm -hmm. So it's for dudes, it's not the same thing. <laughs> yep. oh, too funny. So how is it being a mom of two now? Everybody told me that having two kids was infinitely harder than having one. And I believed them. And it is absolutely true. It is such a big challenge because, uh, you know, one child will be going in this direction to tear something up, and then the other one's going in the opposite direction to make a big mess, and you just don't know who to chase first. Uh, and then, of course, there's an extra an extra mouth to feed, but it's really a whole new palate to please. And so I, I have to think, like, okay, what will Portia eat and Binium eat that my husband might almost eat? And so I feel like I'm constantly cooking two or three things at a time because everybody at this point seems a little uh, picky. And then the third thing that I think is so challenging is just you, you think you understand parenthood by your first child. And then when you get your second one, they need to be parented completely different. And so it's literally like you're starting from scratch and know nothing. So they're such different kids. I love that. You know, I think it's, you know, what you, what you hear so often is how amazing the individualism is in different children and you know you you're adopting children so you have that other layer of like what are they used to what's you know what is in you know what is in their best interest for me to feed them do you so so give me an idea so you've adopted you've adopted them both from Ethiopia mm -hmm. so do you kind of mix that in like do you try and find like Ethiopian dishes or are you straight up American or do you like how does that like what does that look like 
Yeah, so we, we made the decision to adopt. We also made a commitment to preserve the culture as much as possible. So you have to be very intentional about that, um, especially a culture as amazing as Ethiopia. Um, and so food or holidays, we always try to pull in some something from Ethiopia that's traditional. Um, I, don't, I can't cook a thing that's Ethiopian, but fortunately in Denver, there are several good Ethiopian restaurants to choose from. So we do go there from time to time, but... You know, just like any other kid raised in America, they prefer cheese fries and cheeseburgers and cheese pizza and grilled cheese and cheese, cheese, cheese. Seems oh to be their, their preference. <laughs> yep. I love that. That's so great. You know, kids are kids, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, around here, there's a, uh, a lot of cheese and a lot of like little chicken nuggety things in the shape of dinosaurs. And it's like food is so fun when you're a kid. So. Yep. I love that. So what about Denver? So you had just moved to Denver in our last year. How is Denver treating you? Yeah, Denver's amazing. So I'm born and raised here, but I lived in Northern California and Texas for about 10 years. So for me, it was a move back home. And I actually moved within six blocks of where I lived before I left. Um, and so there's a lot that's the same, but there's also a lot that's changed. For example, there's something like 2,000 um, high-rise units under construction within a six-block radius. Um, all new, you know, all new restaurant scene. There's grocery stores downtown. There was nothing when I left like that. So it's just this bustling city. And you know, again, I have friends that I've known for 20 years, but it, it's like I'm in a new place for the first time. So. That's exciting. Yeah, I saw you posted something, I think it was on Facebook, about an area that uh, we'll say was being regentrified. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you were like blown away by the construction and the cost of living in this place where you were like, huh, <laughs> when I was here last time, I probably wouldn't have even driven through it. And so is that is that happening all throughout Denver? Yeah, so there's a couple of areas that are close into the city. Um, and when I grew up, they were sort of the places that you you didn't go intentionally. You kind of maybe would accidentally drive there and then leave as quickly as possible. Um, but those are now really big destination zones. And a good one that I can think of is the River North District, which is just really known for like its art scene, also sort of really edgy. A lot of the co-working spaces are over there, lots of entrepreneurs, startup mentality, um, incredible restaurants and bars, big foodie scene over there. And so that was a place, you know, five points. You didn't really want to go there when I was growing up, but now it's like, you know, it's on people's top three of neighborhoods that they would consider living in. So it's been really cool to watch that change also. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like there is, there is, it's by necessity at this point because there's, if, you know, Seattle's the same way, right? Even some areas on the east side are doing that where they're finding, there is no space where the traditional, you know, high influencer, you know, perfect by the lake spots, they're gone or mm -hmm. they're like $5 million, you know, totally out of most people's reach. And so they're starting to just find these cool little pockets and almost like creating little cities. We have an area called Soto now, south of downtown Seattle. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, ugly let's just say we'll say ugly and just cement and gray and no trees and like not your typical seattle scene and it has been it has totally been taken over by the wineries 
Mm. And they are doing some of the funnest things. Like, and now, of course, fabulous foodie spots are popping up. And, and even just fun places to see and adventure are starting to look that direction. And you know, I think part of it is just because it was the affordable place. But now it's the, it is a, a destination. I love destination zone. Every time we talk, I, I learn some like, <laughs> fun little like gitchy term, destination zone. I love yep. it. <laughs> That's so great. So uh, let's, let's swing the conversation over to the side hustle conversation because I got a lot of questions on that after our first fire up chat. And uh, you know, of course, everybody was like, I love the term side hustle. They all researched it, you know, popped it into Google, learned a little bit more about it. Um, so for those of, the, oh, the, those of the listeners who didn't hear the first talk, do you want to kind of share a little bit about what side hustle is? And then we'll dig into an update on what's happening with yours. Sure. So uh, a lot of, I mean, it's been something that's happened through many generations. They used to call it moonlighting. Um, if you were maybe a baby boomer and you had your day job and then you maybe did something, you know, you moon moonlighting at night. Um, and so millennials, uh, we have something side hustle and basically you have your all day job and then you have your passion project, something that you're enthusiastic about or a second business that you're growing um, or even a hobby that kind of rides the line of, you know, a possible business opportunity in the future. So you see it, um, people that are like accountants, but they'll teach yoga classes afterward, or you'll have somebody who is a an attorney, but maybe they DJ once a week. Um, and for me personally, I am a real estate broker and I own a real estate company, but I sell skincare products on the side and I just love it. And it's amazing how when you feed that passion project and you um, give attention and time to that little piece of you that maybe, you know, in my case, self-care isn't always there, um, how much better your entire life is. And so I have more energy, I'm happier, um, business ideas from my side hustle that I've turned and used in real estate and vice versa, things in my real estate company that have um, helped me in my side hustle. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's an official definition, but I would say it's anything that you do outside of your eight to five that is a passion project of yours or a second business. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think that I would say that in the last year even, I, in particular for the millennials, maybe even for the Gen Xers who mm -hmm. haven't been able to step up into uh, the corner office or, or management position because the boomers are still working. Yeah, <laughs> that they're like the natural flow of how we work through our careers is a little stunted right now, just because of the need for the boomer to stay and in, in the job longer, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's financial. Sometimes it's, you know, we just live longer and they're like, I'm not ready to retire. So, so that desire for that extra income that usually comes with that, that corner office or whatever it might be there, we're, we're trying to find ways to bring that in. And so I, I find that it's, it's such a fun term. It's moonlighting mm -hmm. was always kind of like a no, no, like you had to have something written in your contract at your job <laughs> that, that like you were allowed to moonlight. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so I think the side hustle has kind of created a really cool energy around that. And when we talked, about you know how you share it and how you weave it into your storytelling on Facebook or on other platforms that you know you were just starting to kind of play with different strategies. So I'd love for the community to hear like how the last year has gone. What has that looked like for you in in telling that story on on social media? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, with Rodan and Fields, I joined as a consultant for the discount. Uh, somebody that signed me up was like, you get 25% off if you're a consultant. And I was like, just point me to the consultant discount button. So I joined and got the <laughs> discount. And after a while, uh, people started asking me about my skincare. Uh, and my husband in particular was pretty blown away. So he started going to the office and telling the girls there, hey, you should see Sarah's face. Uh, and she looks incredible. And she's using this skincare product. So I started selling the products uh, to my friends, to some of my colleagues, and a lot of people in the industry actually have become my clients. Uh, and then I would say after I got home with Benium and after the start of the year, I started looking at it differently. Instead of just my building a side income and my selling the products, it was more like how can I, how can I help other women do the same thing? How can I help women um, take better care of themselves when they look in the mirror feel happier? How can they have a side income um, to add to their family um, to help their family situation and really just how can I empower them and so I started building a team after the first of the year um, and so now I have about 16 people on my team directly underneath me and it's it's so much fun I mean I have I have somebody that I worked with 20 years ago in a different job you know who's joined me on my team I have uh, you know, Facebook acquaintances that I've never met in person. I met somebody, you know, for dinner at a bar. She's an industry friend and um, she's like, hey, how can I get started in this too? So, you know, people surprise me on who wants to join and who's super interested. But, you know, kind of the evolution of I like the products for myself, um, talking about it, you should try it too, to I want to empower other people to experience what I'm experiencing from that business and team building side. Yeah, that's so that's so beautiful. And I know that I see your posts, you know, they kind of float through every once in a while. I'll mm -hmm. see and, and and they're they're really well balanced. Well, actually, I see more of the kids, which is totally <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I love to see the pictures of the kids. And but I also love how you kind of roll it in to, you know, helping people understand like this is what I'm using and this and it's not it doesn't feel like I'm being sold to yeah which is an art form right mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard this before right oh my gosh I love what you're doing because I don't feel like you're trying to push it down my throat yes which is what a lot of um, you know the the multi-level marketing folks they tend to go like ovaries to the wall sharing everything yeah so what is like do you have a formula that you could like if you were to say here's kind of how i look at it and give it as a little tip absolutely absolutely so for for rodan and fields when i talk about the business there's different aspects of course there's the products and so i like to talk about your skin you know your face what will you look like before and then after because it's hard to ignore results when you see them side by side um so those are very powerful I also talk a lot about the doctors. Dr. Katie Rodan and Kathy Fields are the founders of Rodan and Fields. They also invented a, a line called Proactive Solution. Mm -hmm. Most people have heard of it unless they've lived under a rock. So they have a great reputation. And then the brand story to me is so powerful. Um, this was a brand that was launched in high-end department stores like Nordstrom. And they actually sold to Estee Lauder. And so uh, it, it was really something that you could have bought at the counter um, next to any of the other cosmetic lines that you see there. And they did a survey and said, how are you hearing about Rodan and Fields? Like, which marketing campaign are, are you responding to? What they found out was it was all word of mouth. So they said, hmm, how can we capitalize on that? Uh, and they pulled it out of department stores. They bought it back from Estee Lauder, and they launched into direct marketing. 
And they now sell in one month as much as they ever sold in an entire year over the counter. And I think that speaks to a much bigger trend that we're seeing, not just particular to Rodan and Fields, but just the power of social sharing. And so you think about 100-year-old legacy brands. Again, I'll talk about Estee Lauder, on how suddenly finding the right Instagram uh, personality to market things for them is really important because they understand this is how people find products. Uh, and it really opened my eyes because there was you know, in my history, some kind of stigmatism associated with direct sales. But when you're talking about a number one scaling skincare product in Nordstrom that they pull out and enable me to partner with them and earn money from their brand and their reputation and their great products, I'm like, how incredible and how many other brands are going to follow suit eventually. And I right. just, I think that those things are so powerful. So when I'm sharing the story of Rodana Fields online, I'm talking about all of those things, the business, the doctors, the before and after, the potential for women, and then the lifestyle you have working from home and building a side business. So it's not any one thing that I'm pushing over and over and over. It's just the combination of all of those things. Yeah. So, so you mentioned earlier you have 12 people? 16 now. <gasps> 16. Crazy. Oh my goodness. Yes. So how, how are you, how are you building that? Do you find people are coming to you? Are you targeting them? Like what's, how are you doing that? Yeah, so I would say some of both. You know, some people have reached out to me and said, hey, I'm, I'm interested in Rodan and Fields. And it like blows my socks off because, you know, you have your list of people that never will ever be interested. And I've had a couple from that list come, come and say, hey, I would be interested in this. Um, and then some people I have very intentionally thought to myself, like, they would be great at this or they're already sharing on social media in the exact right way that to be successful at something like this and just offering it to them as an opportunity. Um, and so I would say it's a good combination of both, you know, but if you, if you just know somebody's going to buy from you, they never will. And then the people that you think will never buy from you are the ones that do. So you really do have to talk with everybody about it. <laughs> that is not the truth, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the, um, you know, even when we're kids, like the the desire to be friends with certain people, and those people ha don't even know we're alive. Yep. You know, and the people that we would have never expected would become our very best friends, and yep. we're friends with them for, throughout our whole lives. It's it's so interesting how that works. So how um, how do you support your team? Like, what does that look like? So I, you know, because of the way that I started sort of my own evolution in learning about the products for myself, sharing the products and then sharing the business, I, I created for my team the things that I wish I would have had from day one, sort of like, uh, here's your first 45 days. And if you work through this workbook, then that will launch you, you know, off to a good start. Uh, also Facebook posting, because you're right, it is sort of a you know, a strategy that looks well-rounded and not just product, 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 product. And so I sort of said, here are some sample posts that I have used personally that have been very successful for me. And hopefully that they'll inspire you. You know, I don't expect people to just copy and paste what I've done, but surely, you know, when they, when people on my team see me talk about the doctors, they're going to be more inspired to talk about the doctors also. Um, Fourth of July just happened. So I uh, put a post up about gumballs on 4th of July, and I had a couple people on my team message and say, hey, I would love to use this post too. Um, and I think we got 50 or 60, you know, post comments between the couple of us that posted it. So, you know, the more we share, the better we get. So I share everything. And the team environment is really cool. It's hard to find women who are uplifting and inspiring 100% of the time because we do tend to be judgy and we do tend to be gossipy and we do tend to be competitive. Uh, and so when you strip that away and 
and gather as a group of women and do nothing but encourage and support and root for each other's success, it is so powerful. And I see that in Rodana Fields and I see that in our team, not just my team personally, um, but I, I'm on the team that is the number one most successful in the company's history. And I think that a big part of it is they're saying, this is the formula for success and I will cheer you on for success. Right. And there's not any of the drama that you might otherwise see. So, you know, I'm on the right team and, and uh, you know, just developing the tools that I think can be replicated. You know, if I do this and you do it and then you teach somebody, that's, that's success for all of us. Yeah, well, and you know, the interesting thing about the MLM space is that your team isn't in your hood. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that tends to also help strip away the competitiveness, right? It's not like you're trying to sell the same house as somebody else on your team that's in the same office as you. Like it, it really is because it's a, a virtual business. Mm -hmm. It really is who I know or who you know and who is, you know, connected to us, friends of friends. It is, it feels different. I think that's, that's one of the the most amazing things about it. and I think actually that's why a lot of women are attracted to the MLMs yep. not only can they stay home and and you know build their kingdom from their couch or the carpool mm -hmm. lane uh, you know they they actually have the um, the ability to build relationship I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and I said you know can you imagine being a mom of, of two like 25 30 years ago and having no internet connection like oh, no connection yeah. <laughs> with other people right mm -hmm. I mean it, it's a totally different time and place, and I, I love that anyone can do this. It's, Absolutely. Uh, one of the most interesting things that you actually said to me was the, the about the overhead, right? So when you started Bamboo Realty, <laughs> yeah. you were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. You know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, you know, a month to run a yes. business versus um, – Rodana Fields being, you know, like you're the hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. you're like, what the heck? I like, mean, it makes such a big difference because there are, you know, I have two kids, I have a family now. And so I have to, I have to think about how am I going to spend my days and my weeks and my months? Uh, and what am I worrying about that is sucking me dry? Um, and I'll tell you what, really high overhead is one of those things that will keep you up at night. And I have been very intentional about cutting that down over the last 12 months and I'm sleeping better. You know, the last thing you want to do is feel like you're working hard to pay company overhead instead of working hard and building my future, the company's future, my family's future. So, you know, Rodan and Phil's, they have less than a hundred dollars a month overhead. And that's, I mean, that's incredible. And that's your personal products that you use, um, and samples if you want to buy samples for other people. But it is. I mean, that's that's nothing, right? Yeah. Well, and it's less than a facial. Uh, you're absolutely right. You it's know, less than a lot of things, less than a Starbucks habit for many of us. Oh my, that very <laughs> true. Mm -hmm. Working from home, I have that far less in my life. But yeah. I do remember the days of, you know, driving through in the morning and getting my little, you know. Um, reduced fat turkey bacon sandwich and my chai and then getting the little receipt saying hey get two dollars off your afternoon drink and going yeah. oh look I'm saving two dollars I better exactly. drive through the drive. <laughs> yeah. that quickly adds up that quickly yep. Starbucks effect is is pretty major especially here in Seattle which is their hometown they're everywhere yeah I bet <laughs> so funny. I would love to kind of hear what your plan is for the next 12 months. So you're, you're building this team. Mm -hmm. 
your, you know, and just in the last year, you've made huge strides with your focus. And even while adding additional, you know, mom of two, wife to one, you know, queen bee to many, all these different titles. Now you've added another 16 people Mm -hmm. to your world. So like, where do you see, like, what's, what's coming up next? Like, what is the next 12 look like? Yeah, so I think some of the best advice that I've ever gotten, and I'm sure you've received the same advice, but find somebody that you admire um, in their success or their happiness, and then ask them what do they do to achieve that success or that happiness, and then do exactly what they do. So I've talked to the leaders on our team. Again, you know, I'm part of that most successful chain, and I said, what is it exactly that I need to do? And they sort of laid it all out for me. Um, you have to first understand the products and the business, and then you have to uh, get people on your team and help them understand the products and business, and then help them build their team. And so that's sort of where I'm at right now is the people that are underneath me. You know, how can I help them build? And somebody told me, don't stop building until you get to 100 people on your team. So I don't know if that's going to take a year or two years or five years, but I know I won't quit. Uh, and I think that's really powerful because people talk about, you know, success ratios in anything, you know, and they're like, oh, multi-level marketing or networking has such a, a high failure rate. Well, you know what? So does real estate. Real estate's got a 90% failure rate. Multi-level marketing has a 90% failure rate, but I don't quit. And so I know that I'll be successful um, just for that reason. So I'm not going to quit in the next 12 months. I'm going to keep working on my team and um, helping them build their teams and just have fun while doing it because it's, you know, life is too short and I have too few hours in the day to do anything that I don't think is fun and rewarding right now. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the one of the most profound things that you shared last time was about how you had found this way to kind of tap into the other side of your brain mm-hmm. with, oh. the, with the side hustle. And I think that that's something that you don't hear very many leaders in MLM groups kind of mm. talk about, right? It, it is more, it's more focused on the money, like bring this residual yep. income and, you know, have another revenue flow and it's really focused around the dollars. And I think that's, you know, one of the most attractive things about how you talk about it. Cause you and I have had discussions, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've sold cosmetics at Nordstrom, for right. time, you know, for, between Nordstrom and Macy's for almost a decade. And, you know, so I was on the other side of that counter mm-hmm. and, you know, even back then, cause we're talking, you know, the mid nineties when I was doing that. And even back then it was starting to dwindle, you know, people coming into the counter, mm. they were, you know, Estee Lauder was, it was like always gift time, gift with purchase, gift with yep. purchase. Nobody wanted to buy unless there was a gift with purchase. Yep. And, and, you know, so the, the consumer was already shifting you know, almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, now they just have access to fantastic products. Yep. MLMs. It's not, not that what was out there before was bad. It's just, this is a, uh, this yeah. is like a leap beyond yeah. anything I've ever tried. Ever. Yeah. And it's, you know, Rodan and Fields at this point is the number one selling skincare brand in the United States across all channels and all price points. So they replace Oil of Olay, Clinique, Estee Lauder, La Mer, any other you know, brand name that you can think of walking through the grocery store, walking through the makeup counter in a department store. They are the number one brand. And so for people that are clinging to this stigma of direct sales equals not great product, you are sadly mistaken because this is literally the number one selling skincare product in America. And it's the fastest growing in Canada. And they're about to launch in Australia. And there's so much power, again, back to your network point of like, who do you know? And who do they know? 
right? So right. I've already got a couple people in Australia that will sign up when we launch down there. Not because I knew them personally, but because I have a friend of a friend. And yeah. I just, I think that's so cool. And that's, you know, real estate's in my backyard. I have a two mile radius where I sell houses at. And my team works in probably a 10 mile radius. But I can help grow somebody's business from around the world or from Hawaii or from Seattle. I have somebody in Scotland who's from the US, but she's now in Scotland selling to her US friends. And right. so, I mean, those are people all over that I don't, I don't get to help them unless I'm in a virtual business like this. And I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's spectacular. Um, so let's, let's have a quick rapid fire. What's your favorite product? My very favorite product is the brand new hydration serum. And it is a really cool product. It's 30% glycerin. And if you compare that to anything else on the market, it's got about 10 times as much glycerin, which is highly moisturizing. And it's smart technology. The doctors actually invented a new molecule in order to hold the weight of the product. Uh, and it absorbs moisture from the atmospheres to help your skin stay um, balanced and moisturized for up to 24 hours. Uh, and you, you notice a difference the first time that you use it, but by the time you use it two or three times, you absolutely love it. So that's my favorite product, hydration yeah, serum. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. And the packaging is pretty cool too. You know, like yep. the click and the push and the, like yep. the, just they, they really made it fun to use. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think to go to your term self-care, I think that there's a lot of power in that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of dubbed this year, this summer really, to kind of kick off the summer of self-care. Mm -hmm. Because I found that I was working and traveling and, you know, doing travel for business, but not as much for pleasure. And, and even my nighttime kind of rituals were muddied. Mm. And so I think one of my favorite parts about that product line is actually like here it's steps like yep. here's here is how to take care of your skin yep and you know i think we all have a desire to have healthy skin mm -hmm. and the beauty of the you know here's the one the two the three and okay the miracle eye cream and you know <laughs> like like they yep. just make it very easy to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. to take care of your skin. And it smells good and it feels good. And that's, of course, <laughs> those are pluses. Yep. But just, you know, giving, giving the people who are using it the permission to do more than just quickly splash water on their face, but to actually take time and create a ritual around caring for their skin. Um, that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts about the line yeah. is that mm -hmm. they make it very easy. And I think... Self-care does not mean self-indulgence, right? You're taking care of yourself so that you can better take care of other people or take care of your business right. and loving yourself. And so it's not, I'm not being overindulgent when I buy high-grade skincare products. And people aren't being overindulgent when they do things like, you know, the eyelash serum that makes you have crazy long eyelashes. It just, it makes you happy. And it's really about when you look in the mirror every day, can you feel a little bit happier about who you are and more proud to be seen in your skin. I mean, I, I threw my foundation away. Like I haven't worn it in so long. I just, you don't need it. Go to the grocery store, go to the mailbox. Heck, how many women can't go to the mailbox without putting on full makeup? Like free yeah. yourself. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. You know, when we, we feel good about, I mean, it is your skin. And that mm -hmm. there's confidence that comes along with that. I, I used to, like that was one of my favorite parts about working in that, in that industry was for women to kind of see themselves mm -hmm. in, in a way that they felt empowered to go out there. And sometimes it was through the makeup. Sometimes it was through the skincare. A lot of times it's through a combination. 
But yeah, I think, you know, we, we do tend to, when we say self-care, everyone thinks selfish. And I, you Mm -hmm. know, as, as you know, cause you've, you've been connected to me for years now. Like I always say, flip that. It's, it's Mm -hmm. actually selfish to not take care of yourself Mm. because you don't, you cannot serve others with an empty soul tank. Yep. And you know, just the five minutes it takes. Now I did just try using the little, you know, roller. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that thing is crazy. Yes. So that's, um, Deb's talking about the, uh, it's like a micro exfoliating roller. It's something that is now patent pending, but it's a, um, you may have heard like micro needling, but these needles are very short, so they don't puncture your skin. They just prick your skin and they trick it into thinking I had better send extra juices there and build collagen. And so if you use that over time, I mean, it'll do numbers on things like, you know, your turkey neck as you age or your jaw or your forehead lines. Like my father, um, man, he had some deep forehead lines and my older half sister, I, I saw her lines one time and I was like, Oh Lord, I need to, you know, do something about that. But it makes such a big difference. And you're right. The first time you use it, you know, those, those pricks hurt. Um, but you get used to it over time and it's really powerful. And, um, you know, again, just the doctors are so inventive and creating products that women can use at home. There's one dermatologist per, I think it's 80,000 people. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so how do you ever make time to see that person? So they created access to high grade products without having an appointment. Yeah, I I'll tell you, I guess it, I guess it does hurt, but I just, when I first used it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yes. Like, you almost feel like I'm really actually doing something here. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's awesome. And yeah. I definitely, you know, I think part of skincare is, you know, getting ahead of the curve. Mm. And yeah, exactly. Prevention. And it is prevention. And, uh-huh. and just caring for it and, and just touching your skin and going, Oh my gosh, my skin feels amazing. So yes. I love that. I yep. love it. So if you had one, one, like word, like one sentence, two sentences, words of wisdom for the women and the men mm-hmm. who are listening about who are thinking about kind of jumping in to their own side hustle, what would you say? Um, I think that you have more time in the day than you realize uh, because we all have 24 hours a day and you can look at some people and think like, my gosh, I can't believe how much they get done. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk is coming to my mind. And I'm not saying go out there and be Gary Vaynerchuk because I think he only sleeps four or five hours a night. But you're you're capable of pushing out and doing so much more than you give yourself credit for. And sometimes by adding something, everything else gets easier and better. And that's what I found with Rodan and Fields is truly like I added this thing and all of a sudden everything else got easier. I feel like I work less even though I have something else. So dive right in. And the other thing is, you know, there was a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, before I put something online, I'm selling Rodan and Fields. What will people think in the industry? What will they think of me? And I just had to get over that uh, preconceived notion that I had in my head that people might look down on me if I had a side business. Um, And I heard something powerful, and it's probably a quote that I'm going to butcher, but it's essentially, don't let somebody's opinion drive what you do unless they're also paying your bills, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, take, take your future into your own hands, build it if you want to. And sometimes by adding things, you'll, you'll be freed up in other ways. Oh, I love that. I love that creating margin by actually bringing more into your life. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay. So as you know, before we leave, we kind of have to talk about what's in our glass that we've been yes. sipping. So what do you have in your glass over there? Uh, this is a French blend. I drank American wines for the last 15 years straight. So I'm trying to 
branch out a little bit. So this is an 80% Grenache blend and it is delicioso. What about you? Awesome. I am drinking Cardis again. I was drinking the Rosé our last chat. And so mm -hmm. this time um, it's the Cardis, it's their Southern White Blend. And th this is what I love about this group because they're Rhone style winery. And so it's got Marsan, Grenache Blanc, Viognier, Roussan, and Picpoul in it. Mm. And I, you know, I, if I could just do the most ridiculous connection here. Uh, <laughs> I remember back in the 90s when drinking a blend was totally ridiculous. Like you mm. were drinking the swill if you were drinking a blend. <laughs> kind of like moonlighting. And yep. I think that mm -hmm. we've, we're, we're in a space where now blends are revered, where side hustles are sought after. And mm -hmm. I could not be more excited to be building careers and, and our, our family's futures in yep. such a time as this. Because exactly. it's like, there are no rules. This is do what you need to do. Do what you love to do. If you mm -hmm. can't be doing your passion project by day, sell your skincare at night. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? So, yep. oh goodness, Sarah, thank you so much for being. Thank you so much for having me. Repeat inside mm -hmm. the, the studio. I look forward to having you back on in a year. But I know we've kind of been talking about maybe doing some fun Facebook Live uh, chats. So yep. everyone stay tuned because when we do, we will definitely let everybody know. Um, until then, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today for another Fire Up Chat. Again, I'm Deborah Trapin. You met Sarah Schnell Jones today. Mm -hmm. And all of our contact information will be in the blog post below. we